welcome to the first ever episode of AT with J&T, and we're also sitting here with our resident expert, our Res-X, uh, Dr. Aaron Cook. I guess I probably should introduce myself. I am Tal Slemrod, faculty here in School of Education at CSU Chico, sitting here with... Jamie Gunderson, a new faculty at... California State University, Chico. And our resident expert here is Aaron Cook. Hello. Thanks for having me. Great to join y'all. So, Great to have you. Uh, so this is our first one, so it's probably going to be, be a bit of a mess. And uh, hopefully, um, besides our students, if you're listening to this, uh, it might get cleaned up over the course of the semester in future years or not. And it'll just be a mess every single year. And that's okay. Um, so this is my radio voice. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, so our topic today is pretty general or pretty broad. Um, just in general talking about assistive technology and how it's used, why it's used, some of the history behind it. Um, and, uh, and hopefully we'll have a chance to hear from some, some students to hear their perceptions on assistive technology and um, how they think it's used and what are their thoughts on it. So I guess before we get started, to give us some street cred, maybe yeah. we should talk a little bit about ourselves. Uh, so um, I guess I can go first since I'm the one talking. <laughs> you know, we're in my office. Uh, so I'm Tal Salamrod, and um, I am here as a professor in School of Education, California State University, um, faculty member and, but prior to this, I was, uh, a high school teacher where I taught science and worked with my kids with disabilities. Um, and there tried to provide access to the curriculum and instruction and find different ways to, to teach them. And on side note, I'm a bit of a, a tech nerd and I love, I love technology and I, I love geeking out on <laughs> your office on is anything. full of tech. I know. So we're sitting sitting, sitting here and I have VR headsets, Chromebooks, iPod touches, Apple TVs, I more iPads than I probably know what to do with. And uh, full disclosure, they're not for me, they're for this class for yeah, SPED absolutely. 664, uh, which is our assistive technology academic literacy course here at Chico State. And all this stuff is for students to check out and practice at their placements. So um, hopefully uh, it won't, won't be in my office for too long and we'll find some places for students to to play with them in their classrooms. So I'm going to turn it over now to Jamie so she can tell us a little bit about herself. So I am Jamie Gunderson and I come to Chico State from the Clark County School District, which is the largest, or the fifth largest actually, uh, school district. So in my capacity there, I served as a coordinator uh, for assistive technology, it was a specific department that went out to classrooms and worked with both teachers, students, and parents. Um, and I actually serviced at one point sixty-seven schools, so I was in charge of sixty-seven schools, which is insane. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, but what I learned is uh, I focused a lot on training, getting out uh, digital resources to the teachers that were using technology. Kind of just uh, really tried to approach my region or area that I was uh, in charge of with kind of like, hey, here's everything I know of that's cool that could be needed in your classroom that students just waiting to get their hands on and try to kind of like 
you know, go out to whatever classes I could on whatever days I could to just get those things up and running. Uh, what I found was that um, I would have loved to just sit in the classroom and, and work with actual students, but that wasn't the capacity of my job skill. I felt like I was just pushing stuff out, pushing ideas out, but never really following it through. So I'm super stoked to be teaching assistive technology because my goal is for anybody who takes our assistive technology class, you will leave here, and as a new teacher, you will know things that veteran teachers um, don't know about AT, and that will become second nature. We're living in a world with, like, we're preparing kids for jobs we don't even understand yeah. right now in technology. Totally. So teachers need to kind of jump on it as like a, not only just a, a tool that will help create access to the general education environment for a variety of students of all ability levels, but as like the norm, like we are actually teaching students to use technology so that they can be successful in a world that's going to have like a whole job market yeah, with technology. Absolutely. Those are where the yeah. jobs are going. So I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Stoked to have a podcast. I know. This, woo, woo. Is, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, obviously, I want to introduce our resident expert who will be hearing from as regular as he wants. Yeah. Um, cool. But, yeah. Keep so this is... open. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. So this is uh, Aaron Cook, and tell us about yourself. Thank you, guys. Yeah, my name's Aaron Cook, and I'm just elated, beyond excited, to be here with you all. Um, my background is a lot like yours. I taught, and I was... Before I taught, I was an aide in special ed classrooms, and then I taught, and then I went to grad school, and then I became an administrator. So I've kind of seen the whole continuum of offerings that special ed provides. And I'm really passionate working with Jamie and Tal, but really passionate about getting uh, out into the classrooms here locally, in the rural settings, and supporting um, our teachers and our families. And so it's just a delight to be back here in Chico and working with you all. We're happy to have you. Heck yeah. yeah. So um, I guess the, the, the first thing, which is kind of the point of all of this, is to talk about uh, assistive technology, a.k.a. IEAT, and what it is. Um, it's it's kind of before we can even dive into all the different types of it. Um, what is assistive technology? So... Um, I guess, Jamie, do you want to kind of yeah. start out and get us going on what <laughs> is AT yeah. and why do we use it? Well, if you could always see your face. I know. You know you can you have to realize style. if you're listening to this, this is like, we do that. We do this in our office and we just talk about this anyways and we, we thought it might be kind a good, kind of fun to record it and get it down and use it for our teaching. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so Jamie. make like a successful, like effective geek out session. I know. You know? I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so AT essentially, uh, it can be a, a lot of things, right? So um, we know you kind of hear the term a lot right now, instructional technology. That's pretty much anything tech-wise that can be used in the classroom. Um, assistive technology is a little bit different. It can it can be, uh, technology can be both assistive and instructional in different kind of capacities. But the thing that sets AT apart is really... Um, kind of the definition and we kind of look to IDEA to kind of give us that guidance uh, and so what it is is essentially it's a piece of technology that serves to create access to uh, an environment a curriculum but it also is partnered with a service so it's kind of like a two-pronged thing so the service entails the training the um, the assessment the device uh, like 
setup and implementation. So assistive technology is not just handing a kid an iPad to use an iPad to help them kind of ease into work. Assistive technology is really like determining what type of technology is most successful based on the student's abilities and then providing a service until that student's pretty proficient in using it on their own and in order to access not only their environment but also the education that they're receiving. Yeah. So jump in if I've missed anything. No, I think, I think what's cool is that from a historical perspective, if you think about assistive technology, if you think, I'm going to start from the modern day and then go backwards a little bit, is that uh, when we think of assistive technology, we generally think of high-tech, yeah. right? Think yeah. of the batteries, iPads, uh, Tobies. Um, but really, that's kind of new, right? Yeah. That's really only been in the last few years where for the most part, um, you know, high-tech technology or things with batteries uh, really didn't didn't really come to be until um, largely the last 10 years. True. Um, but if you think about, like, uh, you, know, you know, big grips or ways for mm-hmm. students to be able to fold and turn a page, whether yep. it's... Um, something for them them to grab onto. These are all things that have been used in the classrooms for a long time or using pictures, right? These are all things that we've been using, you know, in in, in society and in the world, you know, really for 50 years or so. So I think what's cool is from a historical perspective, how that's changed, but also, you know, how that's changed in the classroom, how that's changed in society, but then how the perceptions has changed and um, I think what's exciting for, for me is, you know, how we can start to make change in the classroom, yeah. right? And this is the technology and hopefully get our um, classrooms and our teachers and our, not only our special education, but our general education teachers to be less scared of using technology, whether it's a high tech form of technology, like an iPad or a Toby or, um, something uh, as simple as a picture, uh, right. Or switches, you know, or, you know, or, you know, using some form of um, uh, picture communication device of some sort. So, um, And yeah. I think it's important to note, too, that, like, when we're thinking of assistive technology, I tend to go to the, like, high-tech, cool stuff because, mm-hmm. like, that geeks me out. But there is something as simple as, like, a clear board that has two uh-huh. pictures where yeah. a student is using their eyes to tell you what they want, like those are the types of things we're thinking of. So when you're thinking of assistive technology, just think of looking at the student and getting them to achieve or access uh, in a way that may be different for, you know, their typical peers or even some of their disabled peers. Um, But it really just focuses on that particular student. Like assistive technology is just going to be very one-to-one. Like you're not going to have like a group of students using the same assistive technology. You might have that in a classroom time to time, but assistive technology really is. What is it that this one particular student needs to achieve access or, um, you know, just access, I guess you would say. It would just be access. Um, And then how are you providing that service? So yeah, Yeah. And and I think what's, something that you just said was the individual part of it. I think mm-hmm. what's often overlooked is that individual part of the uh, looking at technology and thinking about talking about technology as part of the IEP. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something that's often overlooked and, oh, totally. um, and I'm going to actually swing it over to Aaron and to kind of tell oh, us really? about what he's seen in the field um, 
about assistive technology and maybe with, what's that looked like even as part of the IEP or, or, or not? Yeah, absolutely. The individualization piece is clutch, like you were saying. And it starts with assessment. What are the needs of the student? And again, it's a service, like you said, Jamie, and you wrap around that student, you find out what the needs are, and then you um, never forget to train, you know, mm-hmm. and take data along the way. You don't just plunk down, yeah. you know, a device and say, bon voyage, have fun with that. Right. You, um, you know, you do check-ins and, and check the pulse of the learning along the way. And, um, and really make it work for the student. Because, yeah, it is about breaking down barriers. It is about access and inclusion. Um, and back to the historical piece, I was just thinking about our UDL talk the other day. It's, it's really about, it's like a curb cut on the sidewalk. I mean, we forget that's sort of like a piece of, it's not really technology, but it assists an individual in breaking Absolutely. down the barrier and getting them uh, into the building and being included with the rest of us. Yeah. So. Well, if you think about, you know, IDEA, where we were before that, you know, it was the pre the civil rights movement yeah. where this wasn't even, this wasn't even a conversation. Students no. with disabilities weren't even in the public school system. And similar to the, you know, thinking about, you know, you know, being able to access even the sidewalk on the curb, right? Prior to the ADA. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Which it, really wasn't that long ago if no. you think about it. We're talking, we're not talking we're more talking than a, a few, few decades. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I, I you know, I'll date myself here, but. I mean, well, I was I was born after the ADA. When was it? Seventy four. Yeah, I was right soon after that. But um, not by much. And even in in the school system when I grew up, you know, is you know kids with disabilities, you just generally didn't see them a whole lot. And yeah, you know, we still have problems with that where we're pushing them out to the back portables, but yeah, um, we're we're working on it. Yeah. Civil rights movement is still, still kicking, still going. Yeah, we're progressing. But it is funny that you mention it because if you think about it, like when you're talking about like universal design, so ADA, mm-hmm. that kind of like that whole movement of um, like uh, community members to make the community more accessible for people with disabilities, we're kind of like doing the same thing with technology 35, 40 years later. Um, but it's interesting. So like a, a kid like me, I... You know, I come a little bit after ADA, uh, but I don't ever remember a time where my grocery store didn't have an automatic door. Mm-hmm. Much like students these days will never remember a time without a mobile phone or the internet. So it's just like a massive mm-hmm. shift in kind of the trajectory of like the human population yeah. and its yep. growth that like assistive technology is always going to be this thing that hopefully evolves as Absolutely. the world evolves. So yeah. it's kind of interesting that you bring that up. I like yeah, yeah. I like that. And I like that too, what you're saying, because it reminds me of, it's just true innovation that benefits everyone. And yeah, we don't remember a time when there wasn't sliding doors. And you know, when gen ed teachers, and I don't mean to pick on them, but when as special ed teachers, we have to advocate for our students to have an accommodation or modification. And someone on the other side of the aisle might say, oh, but that's unfair. You know, why do they get that advantage? You know, we don't say, well, that's unfair that someone in a wheelchair gets the sliding door or gets the, the handle because their hand can't open a doorknob. It's just yeah. pure innovation that makes everyone's life so here's better. A, so here's the follow-up question for you then from, yeah. you know, from, from the field, right, is that, you know, looking at technology and students that are in the school system right now, for them, as Jamie was saying, technology is second nature, right? Yeah. But if you think about our teachers, especially more of our our teachers that ha- have been in the field for a little bit longer, are they potentially more resistant to technology because they're not as familiar with it? 
I think, mm. I think that's an interesting question. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my, my, my thoughts that, yeah. you know, you know, probably individually, maybe yes or no, but maybe overall potentially. So just, I don't know. Yeah. I do like that question. And I think a follow-up would be like, okay, so we probably could like, maybe, and, and given, I'm going to pull, I'm going to draw a little from my experience in Clark sure. County. I trained uh, teachers of all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of ages. And I tend to notice that I had to spend a little extra time uh-huh. with the older population that maybe didn't have an iPhone that they were using. They were still like working the razor. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do you remember the razor? Remember that was really razor. cool in high school. I got cool. the pink razor. razor and I got yeah. the razor. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's coming out again. I read something uh-huh. the other day that I like yeah. to bring the razor back. I'm like, woohoo. I know. Not giving up the <laughs> iPhone, but uh-huh. it brings up an interesting point that the, those folks that didn't maybe grow up with technology so readily available, they tend to maybe shy away from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the bigger question is like, how can we as a teacher prep program ensure that, um, you know, we're mindful of that and what types of training and what types Mm -hmm. of um, accommodations can we make so that they feel more included, more successful so that Uh that technology can go into their classrooms. Yeah. But also then thinking maybe the next step further. So, you know, technology changes quickly, mm-hmm. right? So even though in this part of this class, because you know, it's the first one, so we'll talk a little bit about what you're going to be learning. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be, <coughs> excuse me, learning about, you know, all these different te- technologies and different apps and things that iPads and Chromebooks and extensions can do um, on the on the high-tech side, but what's coming next? Yeah. You know, wearables. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that... Um, you know, Aaron, you're really interested in looking at it is, is VR, right? And that's kind of where things are, I think a lot of things are going. And so, yeah. well, maybe we'll, we'll have to spend spend some time. That may have to be a whole other. I know. Where VR is going and all yeah. reality and how we're using that to teach, you know, both academic learning and um, academic literacy and behavior and mm-hmm. um, socialization and uh, emotional learning. So, uh, I think that's... I saw a cool example of a wearable yeah. you reminded me yeah. of. Um, just like something as simple as the blood pressure or the heartbeat can be really a nice piece of data um, and something really tangible that a student with really impacted needs can monitor, maybe in a situation where they need to work on self-regulation, uh-huh. where they need to work on calming themselves, getting their affect down a little bit. Um, we had that in the classroom in some of our recent... Oh, cool. Um, programs and you know that's that's just a real cheap example of yeah. something that you can plug in right now. It doesn't uh-huh. take a lot of subscriptions yeah. or high end devices. And yeah, yeah they can maybe we'll, really yeah. benefit. From I know you did a lot of work um, for students with uh, EBD doing yeah. some um, some assistive technology and social learning and stuff like that. Especially yep. the teacher. So maybe uh, that week we're going to have to dig in and okay bringing you out okay <laughs> we got a calendar right <laughs> yeah, we got it we got a yeah. recurring expert in residence absolutely <laughs> even though you might be here most weeks anyways yeah. <laughs> so as much as as much as you want thank you so i think at that point maybe we'll officially hopefully throw in some clips from hearing from some students yeah which we're hopefully we'll splice in and if it doesn't work then we're just going to kind of end it until next week, but hopefully we'll hear some some more. And uh, Yeah, we're going to pull some students and see what it is they think AT is. We're not going to give them any information. Right. Yes, yeah, um, good starting we just point. Wanna, yeah, what is it and, and why is it important? 
Um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound nerdy. We'll go with our baseline. Yeah. Right. Hey. <laughs> See where <laughs> <Data> we're <collection. laughs> so. Any good teacher starts there. Yeah. So I guess any closing thoughts? I think uh, some of the topics that we're going to be covering in future weeks. We're going to talk a little bit. I think about some more of the law. We're going to talk yeah. about um, some transition and how do we even think about when we're introducing technology. Um, how do we, especially when we're talking about you know, things that are not only used at from, from an academic perspective, how do we transition both for the student and the teacher that training into using an uh, something that um, could be used as a social device and how do we transition into mm -hmm. the academic assistive technology device. Um, we're going to talk about some of the things that um, uh, can be used to support the access for various disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of the how the how to right yeah. how do we do this what does this actually look like to try to um uh talk from that research to practice perspective and our goal is to not only talk about research but get some researchers that yeah. actually write the literature uh to talk with us so that's going to be the overall goal to do that sometimes it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really excited i think um and like to close it out for me, I think one of the things, and as I was like reflecting on creating some of the slides uh, for my upcoming class, I was really thinking about what is it that I want my students to know when they leave this classroom. And I think the one thing that I could tell you just based on my experience, and Aaron and Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, based on your experience, is that nobody comes knocking on your door as a teacher and say like, hey, I have all this assistive technology. It is on you as the educator yeah. to go find the latest, greatest, figure out how to use it, get the training and support that you need, but you are the ultimate advocate for your students. So I think um, as we go through the course, I hope that our students really approach this um, these podcasts and all the things that we're going to teach them with, it, with curiosity. Mm -hmm. like, go forth and we're only going to give you a little surface. We've been yeah. out of the classroom a little bit now. You guys are the ones in the classroom, so we're really excited to, to learn uh, we'll give you kind of a foundation, but we want you to go forth and, and come back and teach us. Yeah, stuff. it's really a two-way street. You know, Absolutely. so I'm, I think be curious is my biggest takeaway. Yeah, that's good. You know, be be curious. curious and learn together as a community. I, I mean, yeah. how cool that we have a younger generation that can inform us as yeah. to, you know, what is happening in technology in yeah. that world. and. I still can't run Snapchat, and I don't think it's on my goal list yet. But <laughs> you know, my nieces and nephews are doing it. I, it's it's I inspiration. For we might have to yeah. get some grant money and find a way to CES or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. South by Southwest. I don't know. I, I see some traveling in oh, yeah. oh, future yeah. years. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. This was podcast number one. Uh, who knows how many, but hopefully we'll keep it going for a good good long time through the semester, through the years. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that are in both of our 664 classes, hopefully this gave, gave you a little taste of what is assistive technology, why is it used, how is it used, and we're going to, in future weeks, start to dig a little deeper. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, I'm going to close it off for that, and... Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Aaron. And thank you. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. So much fun. Thanks so much. <laughs>